0: Welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio show, out of com. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm so thrilled to present to you our featured guest for today. This is his second appearance on our show, and his books and teachings have impacted tens, if not hundreds, of millions of people across the world. And one of the topics we're going to discuss today is the coming global economic collapse. Yes, we've discussed it quite a bit on our show lately, but when you have the largest event in human history, how do you not address it? I know a lot of people aren't talking about it. I don't know if you're getting weary about it, but Anne Rand once said you can ignore reality, but you cannot ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. So please listen to what this gentleman says. He offers a lot of phenomenal insight. And let us begin tonight's program. Welcome back to the program. It's Mr. Robert Kiyosaki. He is best known as the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the number one personal finance book of all time, which has challenged and changed the way that tens of million people around the world think about money. He's also appeared on numerous programs. And you can learn more about him by going to his website at richdad.com. Mr. Kiyosaki, it's an honor to have you with us today. Welcome to our program. Oh, thank you. Okay, Mr. Kiyosaki, I want to start things on a really positive note, and that is that apparently we are going to experience the worst economic crash in recorded history. (laughs) And you've talked about this. We just talked about it the last time we had you on the show. I was wondering, what are your thoughts about it, and do you see precious metals as something that a person should be acquiring at this present time?
1: So in nineteen seventy two I bought my first gold coin. It was a Kruger in, in Hong Kong because it was illegal for Americans to own gold in seventy two and I made a vow since I knew that gold was real because gold's been here since earth was formed, same as silver. You know when we're all gone and the dinosaurs are gone, gold and silver will still be here, so that's real. So I decided if i could if I could and in seventy one Nixon took us off the gold standard. So my idea was, if I put myself on the gold standard, then I'd never have to worry. So since 72, I've bought my first Krugerrand in Hong Kong. I've been buying gold coins, not ETFs, none of that stuff, you know, and I have a foundation of gold, I mean, lots of gold, hidden in vaults all over the world. Okay. So in case it crashes, I sleep well. You see, what's gonna crash is the monetary system not the
0: gold and silver system. Got it. So, because we have such an integrated world, connect, I mean, it seems that the U.S. is currently the world's reserve currency, and we've had other countries that have had a world's reserve currency. So, what makes this crash so different in comparison to other countries that have had that have had the world's reserve currency? Why is this one so substantially different? Why haven't we seen a systematic collapse compared to this one that you've been describing? previously in world history. Well,
1: well because in nineteen forty four the you know the, the British pound sterling stopped being the reserve currency and the dollar became world reserve currency. But there was a shift at that nineteen forty four conference called the Bretton Woods that said everybody in the world would use the dollar as gold. So what the difference is was there's always been reserve currencies and world reserve currencies. But not everybody was using the same currency. So this time, everybody is on the same system called the, it's called the dollar standard, but it's also called the PhD standard now, after Bernanke and Yellen and those characters. And you know, PhDs don't know much. My poor dad was a PhD. <laughs> so I'm sitting there watching this, you know, the, the, you know it's, it's almost a king has no clothes. Emperor has no clothes. I'm going. Wait a minute. I'm just going to trust gold because gold will be here when the emperor's clothes are gone and the the buildings return to dust and the grass comes back and the trees grow back and we're gone. Gold will still be here. Silver will still be here. Hmm. So that's I sleep very well having gold and silver as a not a blanket but the foundation my whole portfolio is built upon.
0: Right. Somebody. I
1: mean I don't, I don't I'm not recommending you do it but that's what I do you know what I mean
0: why well, it's what, why would you not want to follow someone who is very successful and there are some people who are looking to buy oil and they said if the dollar crashes and it's dethroned as the world's currency how will the price of oil be accurately assessed in value and what happens to those who have oil investments in US dollars from your perspective
1: but well, yeah it depends but you know oil comes in different grades for gold and silver on one grade so the the reason I like oil is not because of oil. I like oil because, you know, he who has the goal makes the rules, or the oil guys make the rules. So when I invest a million dollars in an oil drilling project, I get a 70% tax break day one. So I get a 40%, 28%, 30% the math is not good. I get a return day one investing in oil. I don't get that investing in Exxon or Chevron. BP. So the only reason I invest in oil is I get massive, massive tax break, which offsets my income in other other categories.
0: Okay, got it. So it's kind of it's a means of the taxes it's ahead. Yeah, got it. and
1: you know, as as uh, people know, the rich don't pay taxes.
0: I was actually just going to come to that, but I just have one more question about the the collapse. Based on, you know, your book, Rich Dad's Guide to Investing, taking sometimes, I guess, people who are, I'd say is that people who are rich, they take the longer, more diligent road, the less sexy approach. They, they, they do not make a lot of intuitive choices. They're taking a long, long way of getting rich. So for people who are already on this path, what are some recommendations that you have for them to, let's say, heads their bets in the coming collapse. What could, what are some of the things that people can do? They're diligently saving. They're putting things away because they want to eventually be rich, but they also want to hedge their bets against a financial collapse. Should they just be moving stuff out of retirement into precious metals? Should they be buying real estate? Should they be investing in bullets? What do you think would be some of the things that a person could do to maximize their, their bets in the coming crash?
1: Oh yeah, Ryan I sell financial education. I don't I don't give financial advice. Oh sure. And, and the reason is because we're all different. We can only do what we can do. Let me give you an example. I was listening to this economist say that, well, if you're concerned about your job, start a business. You have to ask yourself, has that economist ever started a business? <laughs> Does that yo-yo know, know how hard it is to start a business? <laughs> do you know anything about starting a business? Another another economist says, well, you should invest in real estate. And I asked that yo-yo, know, I said, have you ever invested in real estate? And so the whole thing here is a person can only do what they can do, but in my book, Fake, it's about fake teachers, and most of those guys are fake. You have to ask them, can you do what you're telling me to do? Does that, that, that make sense to you, right It
0: does make sense. And, and, we, and we
1: listen to people who are telling you to do what they cannot do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's very strange.
1: I think, hysteric. I think it's hysterical.
0: Well, I love the quote that you said in one of your books saying that, oh, there's this old quote that says, hey, you know, it takes money to make money. And you said, no, that's completely untrue. What would you say would be two other things that people commonly say about money that are completely false from your perspective when it comes to attaining wealth?
1: Well, first of all, money is fake. That's what my book fakes about. You know, in 1971, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. Money became fake money. And then that was was what we talked about earlier, the violation of the Bretton Woods Agreement in 1944. And that's why the next crash is going to be a collapse because in 1944 the whole world adopted the dollar as gold. If that makes sense to you. Yeah. But once I understood that, I said, "Well, why would I take the dollar when they're printing it?" (laughs) 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 I mean, you got to be really stupid, you know? I go, "Why would you save a dollar when they're printing it? Get it?" (laughs)
0: Mr. Kiyosaki, I've talked to my family about this, and I mentioned on the show. And I say, why would you trust the government or anyone, for that matter, that's running up a twenty-one trillion dollar debt? Why would you trust them with your social security or your financial security? Is there any people besides yourself that you think are speaking truthful of the truth about what's going to happen, about or giving you know sound advice that is? let's say, more logical than what the government's telling us as far as the future of our finances in the country goes.
1: Okay, so let me go back to your original question about intuitive and all those, yep. those questions you asked and analytical. Yep. To me, the, the smartest guy right now is guy Jim Rickards. And his book, The Road to Ruin, if you're one of these data freaks who likes content and likes the, the ins and outs and the nitty-gritty and stuff like that, The Road to Ruin, Will keep you up at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that book. I've read it three times. But I couldn't quote it to you because Rickers is too smart. I mean, he is, because he's real world smart. He's street smart, you know what I mean? Whereas a lot of these guys on Wall Street are academic smart. So I respect Rickers. I respect Stockman, who was um, <clears throat> Reagan's budget director in the 670s. So, there's guys out there
0: who are saying the same thing, but nobody's listening to them. I understand why. I cannot understand why. I mean, NBC came out with this article today that said that the interest payments on the national debt have increased by 50% since 2017. And they said, well, in the next 10 years, it's going to be $900 billion. And that's just if they have the interest rates the way, the way they are. I mean, all these signs are there that something is going to happen. From your perspective, why? Don't more people see this. Why aren't more people who are very intelligent? They may be very intelligent academically, but just don't have the capability of seeing this crash happen.
1: Well, because they went to school. You know, that's where the book fake, fake money, fake teachers, fake assets. Academia blinds you. That was my poor dad, Stanford University of Chicago, Northwestern, PhD. They can't see they can't see past that paper that it's called a PhD is on. They think they're smart. That's the problem. And they're smart academically. I'll give them that. But you throw them on the streets, the cats will eat them. (laughs) And they give everybody advice. So I only listen, you know, like, don't take advice from me about technology. If you take advice from me about technology, you'll probably go crazy. (laughs) I know nothing, you know. But I understand the monetary system. That's what I understand. And I understand the, the monetary, and you know it, I know it, a lot of people do. Our money is corrupt. It was designed to make people poor. The, more, the harder you work for money, the higher taxes you pay and the poorer you get. So you buy these things called assets, like a house and a car or stocks. And, you know, does it make you any richer? It's questionable. It's questionable. So that's why I always recommend it. I take seminars. I'm, you know, I'm going to um, an investment seminar in Las Vegas. Um, and then I'm going on to the New Orleans Investment Conference in uh, November. I'm always in classes, but not school. I love I'm it. Listening to guy, I'm listening to guys who are in the market every day doing the real thing. There's a big difference.
0: I think it's amazing that somebody at your level is still learning, and it's It's amazing.
1: Well, I don't feel – you know, somebody asked Once, it, it, once learning enough? I said, look, I think you'll find the same thing. The more you know, guess what? The less you know. Doesn't it always seem to go, Geez, I didn't know that, and you keep going. I just... So I knew less and less about the monetary system today or before. I just understand it better.
0: Got it. I mean, It's incredible. We've uh, talked to Ron Paul a lot about this, and he says this is going to change everything. It's going to, to really – basically transform our entire world and I tell my parents about it and they said, Well what do I do? I'm like, Well, I don't know, just just do whatever you can to preserve your wealth. Do you think at this point in time, with this thing looming on, I'm sorry to come back to it, but should people be more thinking about wealth preservation rather than asset building? I mean should your top focus right now be doing whatever you can to preserve whatever you can just because the market's looming I and mean, if we had a all the way healthy economy Would your perspective of what people should be focusing their time and energy on be completely different?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't like giving advice because I can only do what I do and you can only do what you do. But I've always been concerned about preservation of my wealth. So that's why in 72 I started buying gold. Today I have millions in gold, coins, stashed in vaults hidden around the world. So if it all comes apart, I'm fine. I don't care if the dollar goes to zero. I don't care what where it goes zero, you know gold and silver I can still trade. It's been that way since the earth was formed. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I argue with God? you know you know they say in God do we trust no, I trust in good, I trust in gold <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh one of Rich Dad's lessons that you talk about in your books, you say that the more security you need, the more scarcity there is in your life, so I'm wondering. Do you find that people who have low self-esteem or who have great disdain for being impoverished may actually have a greater chance of attaining wealth because they have a mental burnout on poverty consciousness?
1: I don't, I mean, you and I don't speak the same language on that, but I just know that I meet so many people who don't, you know, they say, well, I'm not interested in money. And I think that's where it starts. I just want a job. I was talking to this young young lady. She's been in school eight years. Her student loan debt is above her head. I said, what's your goal? She said, to buy a Lexus. <laughs> I said, if you hadn't gone to school, you could have bought that Lexus.
0: <laughs> so if these kids are going to school and they're going through so much debt, do you, do you think it might be better for them just to maybe invest in a library, invest in 12 or 30 books and learn from them or take – courses that are relevant directly to their field of expertise instead of just going through, you know, two or three years of just getting core classes? Because all these universities, they want you to be well-rounded, you know, well-rounded students. But what are your thoughts? Do you think that as far as the education goes, uh, it's an individual choice based on your expertise?
1: You know, we have more freedom today, and we have more freedom to make choices. There's also more ways that we can get rich. And school, it's just one of those avenues, one small avenue. You know, you look at those guys who, you know, like those, you know, Amazon and all those guys, they didn't learn that at school. Jobs didn't learn what he learned at school, either Gates or Zuckerberg. So people have a knowledge that is not accessed through school. So, like for me, you know, I flunked out of school. I mean, I have a college degree, but I didn't learn anything. i learned, I learned everything going to seminars, reading books, you know hanging out with people who are doing it every day in the markets. So you know I you well know, I would say all of my friends, my closest friends, all entrepreneurs, some went to college, some didn't, and they're all pretty well off. So I think the lesson is you know to thine self be true and find your path, but stop saying money's not that important. Money is important, especially when they're printing it. Yeah, <laughs> and they are
0: printing a lot of it. A lot of people.
1: Oh God! You know, it's the whole. It's, uh, I don't get too technical, but it's called the fractional reserve system.
0: Fractional reserve banking. It's awful.
1: Yeah. So when you 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 put a dollar in the bank, the bank lends out ten. You put those other ten banks put those ten dollars in another ten banks, and that now makes a hundred. So even if the Fed's not printing money, the banking system for printing money. And you're saving money.
0: <laughs> it's it's really strange. I mean, I, I tend to – I show people once in a while, I go to this inflation calculator, and I say, well, why don't you put what $100 w- was worth in 1980, and then you put what it's worth today. And generally, I mean, that's just a random number, but it seems that the, the dollar is completely losing value. Like the money that we have in our wallet is losing value by the second because of inflation. So – it's just really now, it's strange. more than
1: inflation, oh. it's because you're printing it.
0: Okay.
1: And then you look at the you look at the you look at the currency of the world compared to gold, gold's still way above currencies. So because they can't print it. So that's why the book is called Fake. Yeah. You know, you have to know what's real and what's fake. You have to know who your real teachers are and your fake teachers are. Uh, like to so I like that. That's really what life's about, right now. You know, you learn what's real and fake.
0: Imagine it's pretty hard for people because they're always trying to seek great teachers. And one thing that it seems to be people are really passionate about right now is that they're they're all passionate about cannabis. They're like, okay, well, cannabis is great. We're going to invest in cannabis. Yet there's there's still federal law that says cannabis is illegal. And I'm wondering, hypothetically speaking, if you had somebody who wanted to invest in cannabis, just from an outside perspective, do you think that It'd be, they'd be more inclined is – it, is it, do you think it might be a better idea to invest in a highly innovative company that's in a socialistic tax state like New York and California or a company that's maybe not somewhat innovative but they're in a very lax tax state? That's what, I mean that would not only apply that to cannabis companies but other companies in general. Do you think that um, investing in a company that is in a state where the tax burden is not too much is going to be logically better in the short and long term?
1: I have no idea. Okay. You know, I just don't. I, you know, I stay out of California, Hawaii, New York. You know, because they're they're communist states.
0: <laughs> well, they seem to have a lot of restriction on your freedom, and they have a lot of restriction on you know, what you can do with your money. Do you find that the more freedom a state has, or the more freedom a country has, the more prosperous the people generally are? Because a lot of people in the country or even the world seem to think that government is responsible for the prosperity.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. can't talk to them. I you, I think you said it earlier. Why would you listen to these government officials anyway? <laughs> I, you know I mean? I, I don't even pay attention to them. You know, Trump's a friend of mine, but I feel for him right now. You know I mean? I'm not saying it's going to be a good job or a bad job, but why would anybody want to be a politician? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I'm going, why don't you volunteer to be the skipper of the Titanic?
0: <laughs> Jeez. I was actually just about to ask you about uh, President Trump because I've read his books. I've read your books. And there are some fundamental lessons about uh, investing and sound economic policies that are in both of your books. And yeah. it seems the government doesn't seem to really follow the sound economic policy So. I was wondering if, um, if, he's ever, if he's ever given you a buzz and say, hey, what do you think? Do you have any ideas, Mr. Kiyosaki, about how we can, you know, lessen the debt down or make things a little bit better? Because I'm just curious as to, I mean, if that's something that he's inherited or if he's fully aware of what's happening.
1: Well, the question, again, is why would anybody want to be in politics yeah. or government? I mean, you've got to be crazy. I mean, it's so corrupt. You know it's corrupt. Yeah. It's all self-interest. It's all greed not about the truth. That's like if you could go to trial today. I mean, look at this guy, Brett Kavanaugh, the candidate for uh, Supreme Court judge. Yeah, you know, He just gets accused. I'm not saying if he did it, it was bad or good. Like, you just get accused and you're already guilty. You know I mean? What's happened to our systems? I mean, it's it's breaking down. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I don't really pay much attention to them. I'm just kind of, you know, making sure I have a spot on the lifeboat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say the fact that you are talking about this, the fact that you're raising awareness about it, I believe it's going to help a lot of people out because for some reason it's just not being discussed. I mean, mainstream uh, press and, the common person, when I tell people about this crash, everyone looks at me like I'm a Debbie Downer. Like, Are you? what, do you have some, like, mental issues you're trying to work out? I'm like, no, I'm actually trying to explain to you in a logical sense that mathematically this has to come to an end. that's why I brought up my friend uh, Chris Dwayne earlier because Chris has been researching this for several years, and he has charts. And he's got that he, – the fact that you brought up derivatives in the beginning, I thought that was great because that shows you how much um, – how leverage this is. So I want to thank you so much for that. But, uh, yeah.
1: I think, I think, you know, you, you do a fantastic job of keeping people aware, just giving them thoughts, but you can't tell them what to do because they're all different. You, you know, I mean? I, I, you, know you, you try and tell your wife or your husband or your kids what to do. They don't listen to you anyway.
0: Nope. No. No, my, my cat bosses me around. Uh, my cat, yeah. they both roll over me. Uh, Mr. Kiyosaki, what is the best piece of advice that you would offer to someone who wants to learn, who wants to grow, who wants to take... Charge uh, their financial security in their life. Is there one thing that you recommend a person do?
1: Well, number one thing I recommend is a thing called personal development. And everybody can do it. You know, you just meditate for 30 minutes a day, sit quietly, it doesn't cost you anything. And get calm and get still, and then go look for real teachers. You know, I, I, I attend seminars. When things go up and down, I don't get too riled up. You know, I just watch it go and just know it's a circus out there. But you have to study, and you, the key is always in the people you associate with. So I'm very, very fortunate. You know, I'm, I have the greatest bunch of people around me. We've been together for some of them as long as 40 years, and so, we trust each other. We know each other. You know, because as you know, in the, every story, like the story of the Bible, there's always a Judas in there. Somebody's going to stab you in the back. That's life.
0: Yeah. It's so that's
1: why. You want your friends and all that people are smart responsible who don't need my money
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, you know people men and women who have their own money their own success we get together twice a year we study we meditate um, we do things like that and so we just stay spiritually
0: grounded do you mind if I ask, what is your do you have any spiritual beliefs do you believe that you are part of I'd say, the infinite being in which people would call God, or do you believe in, when you meditate that you're connecting to a higher intelligence? Where you, do, do your deepest beliefs come from?
1: How's <laughs> <laughs> that have to, for an I ending? Have, <laughs> I have to be connected to something, Ryan, because I sure don't have much myself. <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, look, let me ask you this. How does a kid who... Never did well in school. Never, you know, did, just put along. How do I get on the Oprah Winfrey Show? How do I write a book with Donald? Two books with Donald Trump, you know. How do? How does all that happen? It's not through my mental ability. So those are. the, uh, I really, I, you know, I'm not religious. I mean, I respect religions, or not to choose religion. But I do sense there is a power that we cannot comprehend you know to think the human mind is capable of com- comprehending God is pretty arrogant you know well, I know God I, say, well, I don't know God knows you
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean can you can you create you know a tree a leaf a river a fall can you do all that no well, then you don't know God yet
0: well whatever the whatever energy is coming through I have to say reading your books it, there's such a simplicity to it that you're explaining what people would consider complex situations or complex moments, putting it in a very simplistic-like manner. And I have to say, Mr. Kiyosaki, I consider you to be a genuine teacher that I have learned a lot from. So I want to thank you so much. And I want to thank you so much for having you on our show. Again, Mr. Kiyosaki, best known as the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's sold so many books. He has enriched the lives of so many millions of people again for providing helpful information to help them raise awareness about their financial situation and help them raise awareness about who they are in this world. You can learn more about Mr. Kiyosaki by going to his website at richdad.com, and he's got this phenomenal new book that's going to be coming out soon called Fake. Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. You can start checking it out, and you can start submitting questions for a chance to be published in a book. That's right. You could be published right now by sending your information to Mr. Kiyosaki. Mr. Kiyosaki, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank
0: you very much for the time. Okay, everyone. That concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our incredible guest, Mr. Robert Kiyosaki. Such a great honor to talk with him again. I consider this gentleman an amazing teacher. I've learned a lot from him, and I hope you learned a lot from him as well on today's interview. You can also look up the previous interview we did with him. And please also, if you haven't heard it yet, listen to the four-part series we did about the coming economic collapse. It is so important. I cannot emphasize how important it is that you hear that and you take some type of action. And special thanks, as always, to our Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show Virtues, Ms. Carrie O'Connor, Ms. Lisa Kaza, and Ms. Constance Stellas. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show Please go to our website at com. Until the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Taking care. Thank you so much for listening. Goldman McCormick PR, also a specialist in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information.